0: This episode of Guitar Radio Show is brought to you in part by. With a unique design and construction, DNA Guitars is a clear choice when looking for the all around guitar. DNA Guitars' recipe for creating perfect instruments is steeped in tradition while looking toward the future. DNA's recessed bridge construction is a five point contact bridge, a solid brass bridge that is inset into the body, maximizing strength, contact, and string vibration. An incredibly comfortable guitar to play, DNA Guitars molds to your body, and the neck profiles are wonderful to play across. DNA uses an exclusive 100% solderless wiring harness that is designed for guitars with single coil or humbucker setup. Looking for versatility? Look no more. Check out DNA Guitars. Go to dnaguitarcompany.com. Custom guitars handcrafted in the USA. DNA Guitars. Innovation to fuel your inspiration. And also by Hey everybody, Mark David from Guitar Radio Show. Have you heard about Lockknob? Lockknob Lockknob.com? Lockknob is a revolutionary product invented by a musician for musicians, solving the long-time problem of lost settings. How many times have you been at a gig or a session only to have to reset all of your settings on your amp or your pedals because they move during transit? You can upgrade your existing knobs on your amp, pedals, mixer, guitar, almost anything with a pot with an all-aluminum quality made reusable knob that does more than just look pretty. Never lose your settings again. Lock it down with Lockknob. Go to Lockknob.com for more. Welcome to Guitar Radio Show, the show dedicated to the guitar player, guitar maker, gear builder, and purveyors of such items that you may not know about, but should. Here's your host,
1: Mark Davin.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 147 of Guitar Radio Show. This is a cool gear episode. We're going to be talking today with Sasha Dunnable from Dunnable Guitars. And uh, we talk about what he does, how he does it, and why he does it alone. And, uh, why his guitars are so damn good. Uh, in just a little bit here, I'm going to fade this out, this our theme music out here, and I'm going to go ahead and play behind, as I'm talking, some Dunnable guitar. There you go. Now, you can hear some of this in the background. I'll, I'll turn it up a little bit when I'm done gabbing and yammering, but, uh, yeah, this is a guy who is a DIY guy. Does it all himself, and uh, he's he's um, really really talented. And once again, you know, keeping in keeping in concert with the idea of this this show is about uh, the guitar builder, gear maker, and guitarist that you may not know about, but you should. This is one of those guys. He makes a really beautiful guitar, and uh, very playable. And uh, it really is great for all kinds of music. Uh, I have to say, though, that the, uh, some of the heavier music, more metal and stuff like that, have, have definitely uh, honed into what he's doing, and they're digging it. But these are classic-looking guitars as well. He uses great products, great uh, materials, and he builds fantastic guitars. So, uh, folks, I want to remind you, Guitar Radio Show. GuitarRadioShow.com. I want to remind you, guitar radio show at gmail.com for any questions or comments or concerns. Um, and that's the way we can be reached. But uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to let you listen in on some more of this uh, great, tunable guitar stuff, and then we're going to get right into our interview with Sasha. You ready? Here we go. Guitar Radio Show, guitarradioshow.com. All right, folks, welcome to Guitar Radio Show. Sasha Dunable from Dunable Guitars, how are you? I'm good, thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for being on. Um, I got turned on to you through... Uh, somebody had done a Facebook post, and I saw uh, saw your guitars. I saw one in particular that kind of grabbed me right away. It was the uh, R2-D2, and um, so I... I said, wow, i gotta, I got to reach out. So I went to your Facebook page, liked your Facebook page, and reached out. And you were nice enough to to uh, to respond. And I went to your website, and I was really blown away by what I saw. Um, folks, you can go to DunableGuitars.com. That's D-U-N-A-B-L-E, Guitars.com. And uh, check it out. Great website, lots of information, and lots of video and sound clips, which is great because... Many times somebody will show you their guitar, and you think, "Wow, that's really pretty badass." But what does it sound like? And uh, it's it's pretty badass. <laughs> so, uh, what what made you get started in, in building guitars?
1: The building thing came about. I mean, I I spent um, I'm still spending a great deal of time touring uh, in a heavy metal band called Intramont. Uh-huh. And, uh, sometime, you know, around like, I mean, I got into the whole guitar maintenance and like repair thing, just Mm -hmm. kind of out of necessity. Um, just so that I could like maintain my instruments, you know, as far as like, well, touring through different climates and after flights and stuff, you know, just kind of like knowing how to set up my own guitar. Sure. Um, and not having to pay all this money that I didn't have to like a tech to do it for me. Right. Um, And then that kind of just led to like, you know, during off time between tours, you know, I was working in like restaurants and stuff and I just hated that more than anything. So, um, so I started, uh, just sort of considering, I guess, going into like repairing and, and building was what I was really interested in, but you know, obviously that's like that requires a lot of uh, training and whatnot. So I, I took a class at MI. They have a oh, a guitar building class. It's like six months. You know, you go at night, and um, so I learned all the fundamentals really that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that was back in like 2009, and uh, I just haven't stopped ever since. Ever since then.
0: So a six-month course at MI, and now you're making guitars like this.
1: Yeah, well, that, I mean, that was <laughs> six or seven years ago, too. But I mean, <laughs> I, went, I went from there to working, um, you know, for repair guys and other builders. And, uh-huh. Um, I mean, I wasn't really uh, in my current shop until two years ago, two, three years ago. And I haven't been, I wasn't doing the volume that I'm doing until about a, maybe a year ago or less, you know, mm-hmm. so, so, donable guitars as it is now is kind of, uh, it's still pretty new.
0: There, um, it's interesting. What, what uh, what in, inspires you to create the models that you've created thus far? Is there anything in particular? Is there, is it the music that inspires you or is it just,
1: you know, I just like to make guitars that like, or design guitars that like I would want to play. And, I mean looking at the guitars you can tell, I think what my influences for design probably are you know mm-hmm. um, even though it's maybe not a direct copy of i mean some models maybe more than others are kind of more of a blatant um, you know uh influence, but like obviously gibson um you know, Guild. I really am just—I've always liked that like '70s era of those kind of like American mm-hmm. like, set neck companies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and just I like that aesthetic, and those are just kind of like the guitars I've always had, and um, they're the ones that sort of lend themselves to the style of music that I've always been into.
0: Right. Well, that's actually—that's actually, that's actually <laughs> in my notes. In my notes, I had, you know, there's a 70s vibe to to a couple of the models there. But then the other ones are, like, like for example, uh, the um, Yarnhawk and the Moonflower, I think, are, are very contemporary.
1: Yeah, there's, I mean, that's the thing. It's like there's supposed to be contemporary elements to all of them. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, in my head, it's supposed to look, you know, both classic and... Um, kind of contemporary just kind of a timeless you know guitar Mm -hmm. that just
0: I don't know just looks good and feels good and Mm -hmm. sounds yeah Yeah, you're also using some more exotic woods as well
1: uh sometimes yeah I mean it depends on what the what the customer wants but Mm -hmm. when I just make like a standard model I, I stick to fairly traditional woods like mahogany maple you know ebony or rosewood fingerboards um, you know, I, have, I've probably, I've used a ton of, you know, different exotics too, just sort of both for like experimenting for my own, out of my own curiosity or just, uh, you know, if somebody wants to try something, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, that's not like a main, you know, I, I still like the more traditional ones, especially after trying the more exotic stuff, I, uh. I think I value like the you know just a plain like mahogany neck mahogany body, ebony fingerboard. I think there's a reason that's sort of the standard for um, for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Would you say that's a (laughs) favorite wood of yours to work with?
1: Mahogany. Yeah, I mean mahogany is a fairly easy wood to work, Um, and I think that it. You know, as far as, like, the tone And just weight Of a guitar I think it just is nice, you know Uh, Recently I've gotten into Swamp Ash For bodies Uh (laughs) Just, um I guess I just go through phases Where I, like, like something for a certain reason and And then later I'll just like Something that's the polar opposite You know, Swamp Ash is, like, super light And, uh Fairly easy to work Um and I think it looks cool, you know, I just, I'm just really into Swamp Ash at the moment. But, but yeah, Mahogany, I think, is sort of, my, sort of going to be the standard for a long time. For me. Right.
0: So um, I know that uh, our, our blogger, uh, Adam P. Hunt, he, uh, he, he uh, expressed to me, we were both looking at the website and talking about it, and he expressed to me that the Moonflower was, was the one that really grabbed him, and that's a baritone scale, that guitar. What was, what was the impetus behind that? No,
1: it's actually just a, uh, it's 25 and a half. All my guitars come standard at 25 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can get them, you know, I can do anything in a baritone. I, that's, the other thing is, you know, I come from a world where a lot of people down a lot. Right. And... Um, that's sort of why I do everything standard at 25 and a half inch scales because it's not baritone but you can tune lower and still get good string tension out of it mm-hmm. um, but I'll also offer and I've built quite a few baritones for the people who tune really well
0: right one of the things that stood out for me and it's, you're probably going to think I'm, I'm weird for saying this or you may not Um but i thought it was really interesting the the inlay on the fret on the frets for the fret markers they were they're really small they're just literally like dots and i really i thought that was cool because it was different and because they were so small it actually made the fret stand out even more yeah
1: i mean it's you know it's just going back to this like simplicity kind of thing that i'm into Mm -hmm. Um, and a kind of classic look where it's just not overly flashy as far as, you know, inlay and whatnot. You know, I mean, there's companies that do that so well. Um, and personally, that's never been my thing anyway, so I'm not gonna bother trying to like outdo somebody like PRS or or a boutique builder that does, you know, really elaborate inlay. Um, I thought it was kind of cool to do the small dots. I kind of borrowed that, I think, from like some of the Martin acoustics. Mm-hmm. I always kind of liked how just simple that looked. you know?
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. And every every guitar that leaves the shop leaves with Dunlop uh, strap locks, huh? Uh,
1: it always leaves with Dunlop strings. strap locks, I kind of go back and forth. It's kind of up to the customer. Right. Uh, I go back and forth between the Dunlop or the Schaller.
0: But they always leave with strap locks.
1: Yeah, unless somebody requests otherwise. Right. But I I just think that that's, uh, you know, that's, like, huge value, especially for, like, a touring musician. Right. I can't even imagine having a guitar that didn't have strap locks.
0: (laughs) I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And it's amazing to me that, I mean, I know that, you know, for, for... for a company like Dunlop, it's all about the aftermarket and all that. And, and uh, you know, aftermarket is where a lot of people make a lot of money. But I think it's super cool that you do that because here it is, you know, people are laying, they're making an investment in your instrument. You know, your instrument is, is built tough. It's built to last. It's a roadworthy instrument, but it's also at the same time, it's, it's, a, it's you know, it's not incredibly cheap, but it's well made so it's like playable art in some respects so why shouldn't there be a strap lock leaving the factory with it
1: yeah you know? I mean I feel yeah that would just be yeah I, I feel like that would be a, a huge oversight to not include something
0: yeah yeah I mean it's like you know, like the guitars that leave you know some of the custom shops for, from some of the you know well, more well known companies they don't do that
1: yeah, I am mean, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I think Fender might, for their, uh, or at least like their sort of hot grand series of guitars, mm-hmm. come with blocks. When I saw like, oh, that, you know, it's like, of course, like, why wouldn't the guitar cost so much? Like, why wouldn't it come with a way to secure the guitar from falling <laughs> and, you know, cracking or something, you know, right. getting damaged? Right.
0: So do you get a lot of people that do come to you and say, "Hey, look, I got this idea for, a, I got this drawing, I did on this, I did on this cocktail napkin." <laughs> Will you make this for me? Do you get a lot of that?
1: Um, sometimes, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I've had that actually happen and actually turn into a project. That I actually do, but. Um, You know, I'm not, I I will do that sometimes, like, and I'll pursue it if it's an idea that I, like, believe in and that I like, but, you know, at at the same time, I kind of, I like um, sticking to what I know and, like, building my models and, uh, you know, just uh, offering, like, my kind of idea of the perfect guitar to the public rather than, like, helping someone build some you know abstract thing in their mind Mm. there may not actually be a functioning or like good looking guitar you know it's got to be something that i want to like show off to people too you know sure and when i get custom orders you know i will sometimes offer um my own sort of two cents like if somebody's like going for an aesthetic choice that I think like, doesn't quite work, you know, I'll kind of try to help steer them in the right direction. And um, But yeah, I mean, really, at the end of the day, I'm kind of, you know, I do like to just stick to what I know and not um, go too wild. Although, sometimes I do like a challenge, and um, I have made guitars, you know, for people where they want just something w- weird where I have to, you know, like you're saying, like... Like can you make this guitar body but like stretch it out some, you know, or just you know, I don't know, or like add a weird horn to like the top of this right. guitar, you know. Yeah. It has <laughs> happened, but it's not it's not my thing.
0: So now you're gonna get people that are gonna come to you and like, hey, I was hanging out and I was using this play-doh and I was high and I did this. Can you do this? <laughs> it's coming. Get ready.
1: I, mean, I think if somebody is like that driven to make something so abstract you know, they could probably find the time to do it themselves
0: <laughs> yeah. probably yeah. <laughs> so, so is, well, it, is it still an uh, eight week uh, eight weeks out for build time for you on most of the instruments
1: yeah I try to stick to that uh, and usually it um, does stay within that some you know things happen and sometimes it goes over by a week or two but mm-hmm. it's usually a fairly quick turnaround um, I try to make them in batches so that, um, you know, every month I'm rolling out, like, a handful of guitars uh, kind of at the same time.
0: So you know? four four different models or four of one model?
1: I mean, whatever I've got happening, really, right. you know, as far as orders or what I'm building for yeah. uh, just, like, inventory or whatever, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Mm-hmm. So you were, you were using uh, bare-knuckle pickups. I guess you're still using them a little bit, right?
1: I will, if somebody requests them, yeah.
0: Right. Um, but you've also decided to uh, start your own line of pickups. Yeah. So what was the impetus behind that? Um, well, you know,
1: it's just... I like the fact that, or the idea that I'm making everything on the guitar, you know, from head to toe and, uh, there's a lot of great pickups out there. And, you know, as far as like the traditional style of like passive pickup, you know, there's only so many things you can do. And I'm sure that, um, you know, there's a lot of pickups out there that do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, the ones I'm making, you know, after doing like a ton of research and testing and whatnot, like I just came up with four models that do, Four different things that I, um, you know, that I could see as being useful in a guitar. You know,
0: mm-hmm. um, you
1: know, I have a, a the sort of lower output model, which is the Grizzly. It's like kind of like a, you know, it's like a PAF. It's like starting with a PAF, but just beefing it up slightly. You know, mm-hmm. I found that using like Alnico four magnets instead of Alnico two. Was nice, um, and uh, you know, just winding them a little bit harder than a traditional PAF. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like I could have just made another PAF style pickup, but I feel like there's so much of that again. That like, why bother um, doing something that so many people are already doing so well? You know, and um, that's kind of what I'm doing with all these pickups. You know, after that, then there's the uh, the that, just kind of like, um, it's a ceramic magnet, um, but kind of like a relatively wide. So you get the power and, and punch from the, and the com- kind of compression from the ceramic, but nice like note clarity and, and a, a snappy attack, you yeah. know, it's perfect for like riffy metal yeah. Kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. I, I, I had written in my notes, it's a searing sound.
1: Yeah. And, um, it's really, it's a really nice pickup actually just for like anything, you know, I've taken the guitar that has the Baphomets in it and I've tried it just for like all different kinds of stuff. And I feel like that might be like my favorite pickup out of all these, which is weird because typically I wouldn't picture myself loving a ceramic pickup, mm-hmm. <laughs> quite the mm-hmm. such, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it really works great for like all kinds of clean stuff. Um, it's just a really nice clear sound in you know, through almost any amplifier and in any guitar that I've
0: tried, you know. Yeah, the, the, uh, the Dire Wolf, that pickup gives me the vibe of, like, um, classic British metal.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, the Dire Wolf is kind of my take on, like, uh, you know, like a, a sort of hotter, um like, aftermarket pickup, like, kind of in the same realm as maybe, like, a Super Distortion or a JB. But hotter. Uh, you know, it's actually not as hot as a JB, I believe. Um, uh, but I'm using using 43-gauge wire, so it's a little thinner, so you get more resistance with, mm-hmm. you know, fewer turns. So it's, um, I think it comes in, it's like 14.5K on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the Alnico 5, so it's just a really nice, um, you know, you can get some nice crunch and good attack out of it, but it's a really full sound, too. It's perfect through, like, a British-style, you know, amp, like, you know, an old Marshall or something like that. Like, that's that kind of, like, big classic rock, classic metal Sound for yeah. sure.
0: Like that was think. that was the one that stuck out the most for me, and it was a, I think because growing growing up, that was the type of music I played, and uh, hearing that sound, I, I, it was like I immediately like, oh yeah, I know that I I, I resonate with that sound. Um, but it was interesting. Was the Bigfoot and the Grizzly are similar in that the Bigfoot seems to have a little more highs, good like interesting more highs, and and the and the Grizzly has these fat mids that are really cool. Do you, am, I, am I hitting it right, you think? I mean, that's what I heard.
1: You know, yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, you're right in what you heard, for sure. Uh, although those pickups couldn't be more different, I think. Um, you know, the Grizz, Grizzly is like a more lower-wind, um kind of like a 4, using 42-gauge wire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but the Bigfoot is like one of the hottest pickups, like I think that you can even buy. It's it's Alnico eight, and um, it's it's forty three gauge wire, and, I'm, and I got I think it's like twenty three point seven k in the bridge, which is like hotter than I mean it's hotter than a bare knuckle war pig. It's hotter than just about anything I can think of. Mm-hmm. You know? But still, a ton of clarity. So it's it gets a little darker, I think, than the Grizzly. But you're right in that they both have that fat mid range. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Bigfoot is really, you know, for guys that are using their amps distortion um, and want like a big, thick, kind of dark, uh, you know, doomy, sludgy kind of sound because that's really how you're going to get it. You know, just by just overloading your preamp with uh with just a ton of voltage and you know high resistance and everything
0: yeah is there is there a particular pickup that you like in a particular model of yours that i sorry that i is there a particular like out of out of those four pickups like if you were to say wow i really prefer to have the bigfoot in the moonflower or i prefer to have it in the r2d2 which which do you think you'd prefer do you have any preference
1: um, yeah, you know, I mean, when I did those videos, I kind of, I made the guitars for those videos, really. Um, so I put the pickups in the guitars that I, that were sort of corresponding to what I thought they were best in. And, um, I, I think a lot of them will work great in just about any kind of guitar, but right. you know, the, the, in the r 2 V 2s you know, it's kind of like a flatter, Um, solid body set neck guitar so I think the the Dire Wolf or Baffinet worked great in those Mm -hmm. although I will say that I think any of them will work great in any of them
0: what was also interesting about the pickups too is when you played them clean they were really clean I mean like sparkling clean matter of fact on the video for the Moonflower guitar what pickups are in that?
1: that's the bigfoot
0: that's the bigfoot and i have it here in my notes when you switched over to clean i swear to god it was like oh my god it sounds like he's playing through an acoustic guitar
1: <laughs> well i think on the bridge he was getting a little it gets a little bit of breakup but um, especially when you go to the middle i think that that, um, that sound uh, with those pickups is really nice. It was like a nice, thick, glassy kind of clean, right
0: but it was all it was all wood i mean I'm hearing wood
1: right. <laughs> well, you know the guitars aren't bad themselves you know so no I, <laughs> they're,
0: not, they're not it was a really it was a really good match i'm I'm curious to know what the pickups would sound in something else besides other than your guitars. I mean they sound amazing in your guitars. What are the, I mean, what, have you tried them in anything else?
1: You know, I haven't, actually. Um, I do have a couple less Pauls lying around, but maybe I'll do some more demos with... Um, just because, you know, more people have less Pauls than have Dunables, so that might be a more um, fair demonstration. You yeah. And, you know, playing, you know, in that scale length and... Um. and I mean, obviously, they're going to sound a little different in every guitar,
0: yeah. Oh, for sure. But you can also have a little shootout, too. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really I'm just, impressed. I mean, I, I, you know, I saw the guitars, and I was like, wow, these are really cool. I really want to talk to him. And then, oh, wow, there's pickups, too. This is pretty, this is even, you know, my interest got even heightened even more. Um, folks can go to Reverb, right, to find out, to, to, to purchase your instruments as well?
1: yeah uh, I post everything on a reverb. Uh, I also embed all the reverb listings on the front page of my website. so anything that I have for sale at the moment is on my website. Um, although a large part of my business is still special orders so mm-hmm. um, you know if there's something you don't see, you can always just send me an email and, and we'll talk about it and get you, get you squared away. Right
0: So folks don't send them, don't send them clay models.
1: No, no so, clean <laughs>
0: <laughs> And you're based in Los Angeles, correct? Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Are you getting any rain? Well, not at the moment. Um, not to be like weather talk guy, but <laughs> I think it's like El Nino this year, so yes. I, think that, I think that means we're going to get dumped on pretty, pretty hardly.
0: Now, hard. if that if that does happen if that does happen and you start to get a lot of rain how will that affect your building or will it
1: um no I don't think it really I mean my shop's inside so um I don't think it'll affect anything except for maybe I'll get more lazy and not want to <laughs> walk out to the shop or something but <laughs> No, I don't think it'll affect me at all. Okay. If anything, it'll be positive because it won't be as hot all the time.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you, you're making some pretty cool instruments, and uh, uh, are there any dealers that are carrying them? Or well, right now everything is direct?
1: Everything is direct currently, although I am working with a couple of really cool dealers um, in the U.S. to uh, Just to, so I can have you know, some guitars out there for people to go try. Sure. But, uh, I'm working on it in a few of the bigger cities to, to have some guitars out there.
0: Cool. You think you'll be doing any guitar shows in the near future?
1: Um, you know, I, the way this thing is growing and the fact that it's pretty much only me doing everything like that kind of thing is like, it's just not on my mind at all. You know, like I'm, I have enough business without going to all those places and, um, you know, like, you know, there's like a lot of guitar shows out here and then there's Nam, and like, I just can't even like imagine, I don't have the like however many days to spare that it would take to like plan and go sure. and pack everything up and go to like one of those shows yeah. just yet. But I, I would like to get out there and mix it up with everybody a little bit more. Um, maybe in the next year. Yeah.
0: Well, I hope I hope you do, and I and I wish you a lot of success because it's real. They're really great, and the pickups are pretty darn cool too.
1: Thanks, man. I I really appreciate you uh, taking the interest in me.
0: Oh yeah. So folks can reach you on Facebook, obviously. And are you do you you have a Twitter account as well for for Dunable?
1: I don't have a Twitter. Okay. I mean, I I think I do have a Twitter, but I just don't. You don't tweet. I just yeah I don't you know I have a Instagram is where I do a lot of Ah, okay. um, the guitar okay. posts okay. Instagram and Facebook just look up Dunnable and both and, okay cool and all kinds of fun stuff
0: cool and of course dunnableguitars.com right well thank you Sasha from Dunnable guitars from for being on guitar radio show man
1: yeah thank you man I really appreciate it my,
0: my pleasure hold on one second we're gonna sign off here folks go to dunable check it out tons of video uh, and when you hear this particular episode go to com. there will be uh, lots of videos from Dunnable Guitars in the show notes for both pickups and for the guitars themselves uh, as well as lots of cool pictures as well uh, once again Sasha thank you very much
1: thank you alright thank you very
0: much well there you have it our interview with Sasha Dunnable it's an old one that's an old uh, uh, interview that we did a while ago and uh uh, it, the file that we had on that was um, was corrupt and I sent it out and got it cleaned up because we really wanted to use it we had a couple of files that happened to, and those um, those episodes will eventually air so we finally got the one with Sasha up and we're really glad that we did and we wish him all the best in all of his endeavors uh, he's a great guitar player and a really really good guitar maker Uh, we got to get out of here, but folks, remember GuitarRadioShow.com, GuitarRadioShow at gmail.com, and don't forget about the rest of the month. We've got some cool stuff coming up. Let me tell you what we got. Hang on. I'm pulling it up on the calendar here. We've got... Okay, so we had Sasha today. Next week we have Dan Boole from 65 Amps, and then we have Checkered Pedals. Rick from Checkered Pedals is going to be here. He's another DIY guy. And then uh, we're rounding off the month with Rick Emmett, from uh, formerly of Triumph, who has a new record coming out this month on uh, the mascot label, ProVogue label. And uh, I'm looking forward to turning you on to that as well. In the meantime, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Keep on playing. And please, buy it. Don't steal it. And we'll see you soon on the next episode of Guitar Radio Show. Peace. Like this crowd already. New episodes of Guitar Radio Show air every Wednesday on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podbay, Player FM, Podomatic, and of course on GuitarRadioshow.com.